What's up, everybody? It is Daniel, Dan, and Chris, or I guess I could say Dee Dee, Dan, Chris, however you know us. Anyways, this is the Brunch Breakdown. Thank you guys for joining us today. This is episode two of The Comeback, so I guess it's that's what we should do, right? We shouldn't start at episode 37. We should just no. be like, this is the episode two of The Comeback. Yeah, it's like putting on 45 when Jordan comes back. It's like you gotta you gotta start fresh a little bit different there. So yeah, we'll call this episode two. And guys, I don't know if you knew this, but we have a sponsor for the brunch breakdown now. Do you know it's that? News, news, news to me. Yeah, I'm sure news, news to, to the news listeners. To two of the co-hosts. Yeah. Well, here we go. And uh, I mean, this this sponsor is giving us big dollars. We are sponsored by Chris Gates Fitness. Oh, naturally. Yes. yes yeah. Of course. Thank you for yes. those those dollars, Chris. It uh, yes, Chris. it's going a long way. Give us your slogan. My my slogan is yeah, happy, slogan. healthy, and strong. That's my slogan. <sighs> Got to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, today on the show, we're going to be talking a lot about quarantine events, events that we wish we were doing. What are the plans for a lot of these things like sports and concerts? What are some of the plans that we've been hearing? And, you know, of course, our own thoughts on how we would do if we were in charge of a lot of these things. But uh, our boy Dan just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Dan. Happy what did you do birthday, for your... Dan. Thank Dan? you. What'd you do for your big uh, birthday celebration, man? How'd it go? Yeah, uh, definitely a weird time to be having a birthday. I thought early on back in March, we were going to be, you know, fine. I was like, ah, birthday's in May. We're going to have no problem. Everything's going to be normal by then. Uh, So that didn't happen. Uh, Couldn't really go out anywhere. So luckily, we finally had some good weather in Pittsburgh. Uh, You know, we got through late winter, basically, and skipped spring looks like summer is just started here. Uh, so we had some good weather. So I took over my mom's pool, uh, invited a few select individuals over, uh, those that made the cut, those that didn't. Uh, my sincerest apologies, but my mom ran the guest list. So what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> you know, we kept it to uh, a minimum, had about maybe, you know, 10 people over and kind of just spaced out, enjoyed the open air, uh, enjoyed the pool. Uh, and, and did that over the weekend, you know, it happened to be my birthday doesn't always fall on Memorial day weekend since Memorial days earlier this year. So tried to make the most of it, did a little family celebration on Sunday as well. Uh, basically same setup, staying outside using the pool. So we made the most of it, drank a lot of beer, listened to a lot of music, had a good time. It was a little awkward for people interacting with friends again. (laughs) And they openly admitted that. That's what I wanted and, to know. I wanted to know if like, were you social distancing while all together? Was it, was there, were there any tense moments where like somebody sneezed near somebody and then everybody ran away or anything like that? That was actually on the invitation Dan's mom sent to me that said, if you sneeze, you must leave. Yeah. <laughs> Automatic ejection. If you get a sneeze. Yeah, um, misconduct. Luckily, you know, we didn't have to enforce that. But for the most part, I'll say, yeah, people were social distancing. Um, After a while, people maybe warmed up a little bit more. Uh, But for the most part, people were fairly decently spread out, not really on top of each other unless they'd already been living together. Uh, Luckily, Mama K has a a brilliant setup in the backyard with uh, plenty of space, chairs and seating and arrangements. so it was, uh, yeah, it worked out very comfortably for everybody. I think everybody was very comfortable doing it, but yeah, the interaction, just kind of getting used to talking to people in person again, like kind of avoiding the, so what you, 
how's it going? How, what you been up to? <laughs> you know, after you get that, you know, question out of the way, which you have start every zoom call with nowadays, um, you know, we started to get a little bit normal again, but you know, I had, you know, certain friends in particular were like, I'm just not good at this anymore. This is just going to take a little bit of getting used to, you know, you know, being around people and interacting with them and having normal conversations. So, you know, it's a little bit of a uh, little bit of rust to knock off, but after a while we had a good time. That's good. Did you guys like f- actually follow social distancing? Did you do it actually? I mean, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if, there's, if there's more than one person in the pool, doesn't that just immediately like negate it? Cause you're all sharing the same, I don't know. Like, like if I just feel like that there's you can, if like you're in a pool with somebody else, I don't care if you're 20 feet apart, it's not social distancing anymore. Yeah. There's been, I, you know, I've seen different reports about whether you can like, it can be transferred in a pool and most things say that you can't, but like, Oh, that's good. It seems like, it seems like anything's possible at this point. You can't roll anything out, but most of them are like, eh, you really can't like, unless you plan to swallow the pool water, like just don't do that. Um, <laughs> but you know, there was like a, a, a tented area, uh, for shade that had some, uh, has some seating and like a, a big couch underneath it. So people were, mo- you know, trying to stay as far apart as they could, but I mean, it wasn't six feet everywhere. There wasn't just a big bubble around everybody all the time. Conversations were held maybe four feet apart, something like that. So there was a, you know, an effort made by everybody, a conscious effort, but I think people got more comfortable the longer that they were talking. Um, it's but then they like, drank more. Because they drank more. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, Funny people spread happens out. later in the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> spread out on different sides of the pool, you know, having conversations from like one end to the other end with your legs in the pool or whatever. So there was a, a, a conscious effort made, but I, I would definitely not say there wasn't six feet between every person uh, the entirety of the day. But uh, I think everybody appreciated the the efforts that were put in. Yeah. And I honestly, me and Siobhan have been talking about this for months because I, I feel like he, it's been so much, so much different, like being in California, being in Los Angeles than it has been for everybody at home. Cause whenever I talk to any of you guys, it's completely different than what's happening here. It's like, we've been so locked down, mm-hmm. but after a certain point, I've just been, you can't, keep people inside forever you can't keep people away from their families forever like i'm gonna go if because it's lucky that i don't have my like my family isn't here like my mom's not here you know what i mean my uncles and aunts they aren't here so i don't have the like need to go see people like that like i have like my really good friends here but i'm like you know what i'll see you guys at the end of this whole quarantine thing but it still sucks but if i'm gonna be around my friends though I'm going to see them. I'm going to hug them. I'm going, I, I can't do these like window parties that people have or these <laughs> right. drive by um, birthday things. I know I'm going to go, I'm going to go hug my friends, you know? So it's yeah. better for me just to stay away. Cause I'm a hugger. I'm, right. I'm going to hug my friends. And that I was, was just definitely- wondering that about your party where it's like, was anyone kind of like going up to you, giving you the, Oh no, we can't hug. Oh, I can't handshake. No, uh, yeah absolutely yeah that absolutely happened and people were like are, you know are we hugging or like they get <laughs> close to it and they were like oh wait are you, are you okay with this um so that people definitely differed on that whether or not they were quite comfortable with with hugging um yeah and then you're just like you know okay bye with a you know a wave um i had one friend in particular who you both know, who know, know both very well that he just said you're getting a hug no matter what uh shout out to slaw he just said give me a hug and he's like you're getting a birthday <laughs> hug like that's happening 
I just kind of took a deep breath and just, you know, went into, uh, went and got a hot shower immediately, uh, with my clothes on. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the timing, the timing made it kind of perfect. I think you're right. Like you just only stay in your, you know, only stay locked up in your home for so long. I think the first thing for me was like mother's day where it's like, okay, you know, you felt like you almost had to make an effort to get together. Some people didn't, you know, so we had like a, a mother's day thing with my mom where we did social distance and it was people made the effort, you know, this, you know, back in early May, um, and very much was careful about everything. But it's like freaking Memorial day weekend. The fact that it's the holiday weekend, like I said, we finally had some really good weather, uh, in Western Pennsylvania. People were just not gonna be cooped up in their houses, uh, for much longer. We're getting like sniffs of freedom, I guess, that we're like close. We're on the cusp to having like this new normal. We're like, oh, bars and restaurants are going to kind of open a little bit and you're going to be able to like go out and, and do some things. So again, I think people get the idea like that's close. It's been long enough. It's a holiday weekend with nice weather. Let's uh, enjoy it appropriately if we can. So luckily that all that all tied in and worked out well for a, for a birthday celebration. Yeah, I feel like at this point it's you kind of nailed it, Dan. Like we we've stayed inside for a really long time. We've we've done what we're supposed to do. And I think everybody has a everybody should have a very good idea of the dangers that exist if you were to do this or do that. Um so like with your party, like I think if people are comfortable going to it and want to at this point, like, I don't know. I saw some people really upset about it on social media, but I feel like if you're comfortable with it, if yeah, your party specifically. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I don't know if you saw the helicopters from the local news, but they oh, were, like, the tiger they use. And I didn't see any of that. Like shit. <laughs> yeah. It was ocean city, Lake of the Ozarks and Dan's mom's house. That yeah, was, yeah, exactly. I saw that on uh, CNN Fox news all weekend long. The epicenter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel like, uh, like both you said, you can only, you can only do it for so long. And, uh, if, as the weather gets better, if you feel comfortable going out, I think it's, it's okay if you do it responsibly. Um, so outside of slaw, it sounds like everybody was very responsible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a perfect way to people. People know that, you know, they have to be respectful of what other people think, you know, so they, you know, they may be comfortable doing something, but also keeping in mind how other people feel. So, you know, I thought it, it went well and it was as close to normal as you can get with, you know, understanding the risks, like you said, Chris, uh, you know, people that decided to, to show up and we kept it small for a reason. And I wasn't going to, if the weather was bad, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to host anything, wasn't going to do anything unless we were going to be able to be outside to kind of make it as maximum of a, you know, open air environment as, as possible. So, um, I thought this would be a birthday that I would never forget for all of the wrong reasons, but thankfully it just felt like this was my birthday on Saturday, May 23rd was the most normal of a day that I have had since, you know, early, early March or February. I think that's what I said at the end of the end of the day. I said, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, this was a normal day. It didn't feel weird. You know, I guess we're just used to understanding how we have to interact with people from now on. So it came kind of pretty naturally, I guess. And then, you know, just again, being around people, having normal conversations and things like that was at least, you know, a good normal feeling. The first one we had in a long, long time. 
That's good, man. Because like you actually sound like you had a good birthday. Chris, on the other <laughs> hand, right, his birthday came like at like early Rona. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, my wife and I have just so happened to had most of our events for 2020 scheduled between the middle of March and the end of May, and everything has been canceled. I'm sorry for <laughs> so, laughing. I feel bad. I really do feel bad. Like, I don't mean to laugh, but that really does suck. Yeah, it's uh, it's not ideal. So I had a weird birthday. Um, by weird, I mean boring. Really didn't do anything, but it's okay. I mean, once you t- you're the 33rd birthday. As I was celebrating my Bam Morris birthday, it you know <laughs> you're not really expecting much from that birthday, so it's okay. <laughs> Thank you for not using Larry Bird. You could have just like gave it Larry Don't Bird. Endorse that. Kind of I like, mean, there's there's options yeah. out there, but I Bam yeah. Morris for whatever reason was top of mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the last person that had a normal birthday, and I mean, I celebrated it for like two weeks. But that's normally what I do is celebrate my birthday for two weeks. <laughs> but this one, it, it feels special because I'm like, when, what's the last restaurant you went to? I was like, last one I went to was Benihana because that's a funny thing. If you ask anybody, what's the less re- the last restaurant you went to, your last eating out experience? And there are so many people who are like, I went to like, I went to Cheesecake Factory and we didn't even get dessert. I was in a hurry. I was yeah. like, all right, we got to get home. And now it's people are like, I wish that if I would have known that this was going to be the last time I'd ever eat out again, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been cheap and got the cheesecake for God's sake. <laughs> That's a great question, though. I can't even remember the last place yeah. that I actually ate in a restaurant. I don't I don't remember. Mine was uh, Cinderlands, a uh, local uh, brewery here in Pittsburgh that's doing amazing things in the world of beer. And we kind of knew it at the time. It was a Friday, right when things started going down. I think it was like the last day that I would be going into work and was starting work from home and knew that restaurants were going to be closing soon. We were getting all the, you know, getting the wind of that. And it was me and my girlfriend and, and two of our friends. We were like, you guys still cool going? You feel okay going? And they're like, yeah. Um, and we were surprised to see how many old people were out. Do you remember early on? Dude. Before all like the Italy reports came out where it was just like, this is bad for old people. Young people are probably going to survive it like a flu. If you're over the age of you know 50, you need to watch out. And that's like all the people that were there in the restaurant that night. We're looking around and we're like, what the hell's wrong with these people? Do they not listen to anything? Dude, the, um, the commercial on TV that keeps playing and playing and playing, that's like, why do young people need to worry about the coronavirus? I'm like, old people need to pay attention and worry yeah. about the coronavirus. I right. feel like that we need to change the messaging a little bit here. Yeah, you're right. Because that was the message early on was all about the old people and they weren't listening then. Now we know it's like anybody, like it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. And so like they're, the messages shifted towards young people because we didn't think that at first, but I don't think the old people are still listening, but it was a great meal. I do remember that on that Friday. We had great beer. We had great meal. And then, uh, I don't know. I w- maybe we should have just said goodbye a little bit harder or stayed, you know, that's one thing for me going forward. Like I'm tired. That's not going to be a go-to excuse anymore. Like as much as I'm not like all for staying up till 2 AM every Friday and Saturday night, I'm going to push the limits a little bit when we can start getting back out. I'm, I, I know that much. I say that, and then 
we'll report back in a couple of weeks and I'll be like falling asleep in the middle of an episode being like, dude, maybe you shouldn't stop going out at your age, you know, mid thirties out to 2 AM to the bars over the week, every weekend. But Who's that old guy asleep at the bar. Yeah. I'll be the old guy I'm complaining about in, you know, 30 years. Be like, damn, that dude's going hard. He must've survived some COVID era shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> my god but yeah that's the thing we're it's like we're losing a year and that kind of sucks you yeah. know because we're not it's not like all of a sudden like okay this body that i have right now is going to go into the next year no like i just lose a year so that means like i'm gonna be slower like, I'm gonna, <laughs> like <laughs> so it's yeah. not like you know it's, it's not like all of a sudden i'm not gonna be tired i'm not gonna feel tired when someone hits me up and it's like last minute concert to go to i'm still gonna be tired yeah i'm gonna be more tired dude I, I just threw my back out the other day getting something out of the fridge like we're all getting slower real quick and we can't is, waste these years it's bad this is that plug right here for uh chris gates fitness where this all just ties in perfectly right there like tell us how we can be our age ourselves a year from now without losing everything that we're losing yes well <laughs> From the guy that just threw his back out, getting something out of the fridge. I don't know that uh, I really set myself up to be an expert very well right there. Oh, and to the guy who has to have back surgery in like two weeks. So, yeah, that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole thing. But I actually might be a whole different person. Maybe I'll be like Iron Man, We're whatever. falling apart all of us. Yes, this is a very sad conversation. So let's get into more sad conversations. There has been sports in like months and months. There has been concerts in months and months and months. But it looks like at least sports are going to be uh, coming back somewhat soon. It looks like uh, we got the NBA might be doing their thing at Disney world, which is genius. Um, baseball. <laughs> they can't get out of each other's way. Cause I feel like baseball should be playing right now because yeah. baseball is such a just dead sport to anybody under the age of 65. And <laughs> I feel like this is their time to, they could have controlled the national conversation. Like, we just everybody watched a golf tournament this past weekend. You guys did. I did not because I was like, I'm not that bored. I'm gonna watch reruns of 90 Day Fiance or something. I can't. I just. I, I'm not that bored to just watch them do that. But I did watch the highlights. But baseball could be that right now. But they they decided uh, not to. What do you guys think about you know some of these plans that you've heard with sports coming back? Well, the NHL. Uh, Gary Bettman, like right before we started recording tonight, um, they came out and basically announced their return to play thing. And kind of like you said, Didi, it's they'll be back kind of soon-ish, maybe. But they're thinking about it, which is good. Yeah. Like they, I guess they, the earliest they would start would be July, and they're going to start right away with the the playoffs where there's a, a play in round and and there's 24 teams making the the playoffs instead of the normal 16. So I mean it's 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 good to know that that could potentially be coming back soon and um I I hope it does. It's um it's just going to be so weird because for all these leagues that come back, maybe not baseball, but like for the NHL and the NBA they're pushing everything back to where they restart is going to be after where they normally finish their season. So it's not just this year that gets impacted the the following year is going to be impacted. And, and how does that season look and uh, how long does it take to get back to a normal season that we we've become used to? I, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be several years of just kind of weirdness, I think of having, yeah, of having to adjust. And, and like you were saying, Didi, like this is, you know, this would be a time ideal for baseball 
right now. And they've been like kind of the worst, in my opinion, of like trying to figure out what to do. Like everything gets leaked from baseball and it's like all wrong. They put these preliminary dates out there and they keep having to back them up. And it's just, they do like a not great job of, I think of handling the situation as much as they were like eager and maybe thinking they could be the first ones back because playing baseball with no fans in the stadium is just the same as watching a baseball game on TV. You're not hearing that. It doesn't matter anyways. The other sports are maybe a little bit more different, Um, but it is at least encouraging to hear, you know, the NHL has a a plan in place that as long as things line up, they've got some preliminary dates and they're jumping right in. I think it's the right thing to do because no doubt, next the beginning of next season will be impacted for both the NHL and the NBA but for baseball that's usually when the season quote unquote unofficially starts for most people right is July the 4th of July is like the all-star break when the NHL playoffs are over the NBA playoffs are over and then people start diving into baseball leading up to the playoff run they're not going to get any of that because the NBA and the NHL are going to be in their prime post seasons taking up most of the summer, all the way mid, midway through the summer um, and into early fall. And then and then it's going to be football season. So this is going to be a bad year for baseball because, you know, if people have to choose, they're sure shit not picking regular season baseball in empty stadiums over NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and frankly, any any type of football, even preseason football uh, with no, you know, fan, no fans in the stands. I think that would still dominate over that. So... I think that's maybe why they were trying to rush and it just, they have to realize that this is just going to be a bad year for them, even though they'll probably be able to get a good amount of their season in and maybe their, their year, their season next year may not be impacted. Right. You know, they have such a, a long season, you know, they go to training camp, spring training in February, March, maybe they can stay, stick with that. Even if their playoffs go late, um, into this year, like November, but you know, they're going to get the butt end of the stick no matter what, but it's still at least encouraging that, you know, NBA and NHL have some pretty cool plans in place on how they're going to figure this thing out and get things uh, restarted safely. Like, how's that going to work from a, like a network perspective when they have to, because we're going to basically what you're going to run into is every sports league playing meaningful games in that beginning of football season time of, you know, late August, early September. And like, you know, if say Fox has a deal where they're supposed to play like a Cardinals Cubs game on a, on a Saturday, but like Bama's playing LSU, like how do you how do you balance that when like, if you're in that agreement, but you would rather pl- show this, huge game and also how do the pieces come together where you're getting to see all the games i don't know man it's it's uh i i would hate to be the guy or 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 lady or guys and ladies at the networks tasked with piecing that puzzle together because we still don't know you know well here's the thing about the networks is like there's going to be tv there's going to be games on all the time because the there's no tv shows so many of these TV shows don't have they, – they haven't been able to film. Like they yeah. go back – because you finish filming a TV show sometime in like March or whatever, and a lot of them didn't get to finish filming yeah, their point. TV shows. So they didn't finish this season. They haven't started the next. They usually start in July. So it, there's going to be a lot of free space on television. 
unless something happens where people can get back. But that's a whole, you know, getting this because living here and like that's one of the things that's always on the news is like how to movie production get back up because hundreds and thousands of people work on these huge movie sets. And it's like, how are you going to get all these people into essentially a studio as a warehouse that you just have all these people packed in with cameras and all that? And how are you going to do that? So I think that's going to come after sports. So you're just going to have you might have the NFL on Fridays because there's not going to be any high school sports. You're going to have basketball on hockey on. I mean, you're going to squeeze the Kentucky Derby in there. You're going to have UFC. They're still doing what they do. Which there's like there's one day where I guess the Masters got pushed back to like October or November already. And that aligns and that's on CBS and CBS also has SEC football and it like lines up with like, I think a really big like Georgia, Tennessee game or something like that. And they're like, so is that gonna like one of them going to be online or like, how's that going to work? Yeah, that is. It's going to be really weird. You're going to see companies. I mean, I'm sure DD, you have an idea that, you know, companies like ESPN and Disney, they're going to utilize ABC probably more than they normally would. Uh, you know, uh, NBC is going to utilize their whole, uh, you know, they're going to utilize NBC more, um, instead of NBC SN, you know, TNT Turner family is going to utilize probably all of their stations as well. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of sports on at once. I think, especially like you said, Chris, like August is going to be pretty crazy with that's going to be, you know, Gary Bettman, the uh, NHL commissioner today said that they think that think that they can get the playoffs down in about a month. And right now it seems like the earliest that they would start is mid July. So we're looking at mid August, probably late August, probably trying to wrap it all up before Labor Day weekend, whether or not there's any delay to football, whether pro football or college football. I mean, you know, they're talking about, there was even a possibility of doing college football in the spring, delaying it completely to do it in the spring. I mean, it's going to be a wild couple of months. And, you know, like you alluded to that it's going to impact the following year as well. Um, And you just wonder how people are going to think of these seasons years from now. You know, there's the talk over whether or not, you know, is there an asterisk by this season? There's been strike shortened season before and other things like that. Are people going to look at these champions different? And I think a lot of people also think that it might depend on who the champion is. Like, oh, if it's LeBron, he's going to get an asterisk. But if it's anybody else, it won't matter, which is probably true and also a bunch of garbage. Um, But I've already gone on record saying that if – uh, I've already said that whoever wins the Stanley Cup, I am I'm going to discredit it 100 percent unless it's the Penguins, and then I will <laughs> defend it until the day that I die. Right, with how credible it is. I think you're. I think you're right. I think a lot of people will think that way, but it's going to be very, very interesting to see uh, these athletes all come back together, and you could have some some random champions in in both of those sports that probably weren't even going to make the playoffs in the first place. Could make some crazy run who knows what can happen it's gonna be it's gonna be wild summer i hate to be the wet blanket but like (laughs) i hate the idea that they're finishing these seasons because i think one of the things i love about sports the most and i didn't realize this until recently is that like the grind of it all like who stays healthy throughout the whole season or you know or who can come back from an injury because you know we everybody talks about in every sport doesn't matter what it is everybody's hurt at this time you know, when you get to May, you get to April, you get to May, June, so everybody's hurt. Who right. can survive? Who can get through and, you know, and win a championship? But now you've got 
<laughs> the NBA, no league's played since March 14th or whatever it is, 15th or something. Mm-hmm. And so, you've, so you're going to come back in July and then you're going to crown a season. Like, it's a new season. Yeah. It's a new year. Yeah, like a completely you know? different team. Like, like even you just in gave a- all these players. A month. So it's like the Nets are in the playoffs in the NBA. I think they're seventh or eighth seed. So is all of a sudden, once the NBA says, okay, we're coming back, we're going to do this thing at Disney World, whatever, Kevin Durant, is he suiting up now? Right. Is somebody like who wasn't going to play, but yeah. it's been now a year since he got hurt. Like he so, probably could. Yeah, he probably could. I, I guess I, what I'm hearing from, because I got great sources, uh, is that he probably won't. Uh, but like that absolutely could happen. And for a lot of other teams too, you're right. They're, it's completely different teams and they're going to have bigger rosters and everything like that. All of these leagues are going to have bigger rosters for the playoff runs. It is. It's going to be. It's. It's completely different. I. I went back and forth on whether or not I thought seasons should be just scrapped and let's just start normally in the fall. Um, I'll let you know after all the champions are declared whether or not I think that was it would have been a better idea. Probably <laughs> enough to make that decision. <laughs> it's bizarre, man, to see like. I keep coming back to the NHL one just because they're the first league to kind of formally roll out their plan, but just like they formally rolled out their plan and there's just still so many bits and pieces that have to come together and things that have to happen on a daily and a weekly basis to make sure that they can actually still play that like once you get into the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth level of the details, it kind of starts to feel like, are it like, is this the right thing to do? And, and don't get me wrong. Like I want sports to come back more than anybody, but I guess that just shows like, so if I want sports back, but then I'm like reading through this stuff, going cross-eyed, trying to figure out what, you know, what, where does phase three end and phase four begin and five st- like, yeah, I don't know. It seems, like, it, it seems it? a little bit nuts. Yeah. What's it? It's because if you're doing that and we're, you know, all just trying to get all this information, it's like, what do you think Adam Silver feels? How does he feel? Right. Because all these commissioners are so afraid of somebody getting sick. And then a whole team gets sick because I'm telling you, hockey's disgusting. All right. I don't know if any of you guys <laughs> smelled a hockey bag or been around hockey players in the locker room. Hockey is absolutely disgusting. So is football. Okay. Mm-hmm. And basketball, you constantly just sweat on top of each other's skin to skin contact constantly. And I'm like, how do you do this? Like, we, if one person, because they keep saying if one person gets tested positive, then, you know, we're just going to keep going. You know, that's one person isn't going to shut down the whole thing. But, how could one person shut down every sports league? Like Rudy Gobert got it, and then it shut down everything. Yep. Like nothing has happened since Rudy Gobert touched all those people's microphones and tested positive <laughs> for COVID. So how I don't know how you can say in July that if one person has it, everybody doesn't have it. You know, everybody yeah. in your hotel, wherever you do this, has. I, I just I don't I, I really don't understand. And what happens if? All right, Penguins are in it. They win a couple rounds in this playoff thing. Sidney Crosby gets COVID. It it taints it. It's like, all right, LeBron James gets COVID. Giannis gets COVID. You know, Kawhi Leonard, whatever. It's, what are we, I don't know. I I don't know if I could say that you talk about championships being tainted. It's like, yeah, I put an asterisk there. If Giannis gets COVID and has to be out for the rest of the tournament, like that doesn't, Mm -hmm. doesn't work for me. And then, you know, we could, we could end up having weird champions, like super weird champions, you know? Yeah. That had no business winning anything. Well, yeah. Like if you know. look at the, the 
so the NHL standings are it's like one through or it's five through twelve, and then there's four teams that get a bye. The um I guess the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth place teams wouldn't have made the playoffs. And like the eleventh and twelfth place teams before the league uh shut things down because of COVID, these teams were like just selling off players left and right because they had given up on the season. So the Penguins are gonna play the Montreal Canadiens who were just like giving guys away. And, you know, if one team has a superstar, like a great goalie or in the NBA, some hot shooter, you know, like they could run off a a championship run. They had no business being there in the first place. Yeah. Hockey is where it gets weird because we've seen it. A goalie can just stand on his head like all these guys. Right. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You get a hot goaltender and just go. And that's where. Yeah. Especially with them all being fresh and and relatively healthy, you know, not being exhausted. They're going to have a small camp to get back and in shape. It's, you know, we all know how the start of seasons go. You know, you don't declare the champion in the first month for a reason. You know, everything is can have these, you know, up and down waves. And it's going to be you're not going to have any time to adjust to to, to that type of level as much training camp and whatever you want to call it. There is to get back to normal. You don't have that until you're back out on the ice and all of a sudden, your first game back, big things are on the line. Like, you don't have time to adjust. And you're right, you get a hot goaltender or a hot shooter, whatever it might be. And it can completely change the entire aspect of the playoffs moving forward. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to what to think of it. I am super excited to be able to watch live sports again. And, and naturally, it'll be a little bit strange uh, in empty buildings and facilities and things like that. But I think people were just jonesing enough to have have something, you know, Didi, like you said, you weren't quite desperate enough to watch the match too no. uh, this past weekend. But I was like, I was loving it at the time. And afterwards I was just like, you know, I, I don't know if I would have been as like excited and happy to watch that if it was just normal Memorial Day weekend, if something like that was, was going on. So it's just a, <laughs> it's just a weird desperate time right now. Dude, the yeah. best sports moment of 2020 so far this year has been the fact that Tom Brady is as bad at golf as the rest of us. Oh, that was so great to see. He just, oh, I mean, he had that one amazing shot. But other than that, everybody's trash talking him like the whole time, like Charles Barkley trash talking Tom Brady on <laughs> did golf. You hear, did you hear Barkley? Uh, what like so Brady went up. He had like the first three or four holes. He was just trash, just awful. And so the 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 TV analysts were able to talk directly to the golfers while they were golfing. And Tom Brady goes up to the par three, like fourth or fifth hole. And Charles Barkley goes, I'll give you $25,000 if you hit it on the green. And he goes, you know what, Tom, I take that back. I'll give you $50,000. I'll donate to COVID relief if you hit the green. Tom Brady tees off. The ball is like 100 yards to the right of the green. And Charles Barkley goes, I should have guaranteed $50,000 if you would have kept the ball on this planet, Tom. That was awful. It was so good. It was so good. Even Tiger got in on the action a little bit. He probably spoke the the least because he was the most zoned in and the best the best uh, golfer out there. But uh, Brady had his you know enough uh, fare of shanks left and right. Um, and <laughs> he goes after one of Brady's tee shots. Tiger goes, "Well, that'll be on the fairway on seven. It was just amazing. And, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, famous, you know, for, for the way that he talks and running his mouth and, and trash talking, especially now that he's retired, but he, he kept it entertaining throughout the afternoon. So thank goodness for that. The match one 
was hot garbage between Tiger and Phil. It was te- it was absolute trash. This had much more of an entertainment factor to it, thankfully. Well, sports with no fans. How do we? Uh, how do you guys go with sports with no fans? Because that just is. It, it's it's weird to think about, especially after we watched, you know, five weeks of the Last Dance, and we're just crowd noise. Everything is the crowd fist pumps to the crowd every you know just crowd coming onto the court it's it's weird to me after watching that thinking of watching sports with like basketball like hockey where things can swing on the crowd with no fans yeah Yeah, it's true man i I like especially in playoff situations yeah you know and and it's the NBA and the NHL are both talking about doing a hub situation where nobody even has home court or home ice advantage because you're playing on a neutral site with no fans. So, well, yeah, no one's like you can't play you they you can't play in L.A. right now. You yeah. can't play in certain <clears throat> there's certain states you just can't play in right now. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to have to be like that. I hate it. And, and I've heard that the networks want to kind of manufacture crowd noise for these games when they're on TV. And yeah. I'd rather them go the opposite route and like, okay, let's hear some of the trash talk that happens on the court or on the ice. Like let's get that little glimmer or glimpse into what we don't get to see and hear as opposed to fake crowd. I'm, I feel like if you have fake crowd noise, you're act like you think we're that dumb that like <laughs> we need that. You know, or like we think it's real. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, I don't really like the idea of it either. And I think this is a very, very unique opportunity where we're going to be able to hear those things on the ice, on the court. Naturally, the celebration part of it, um, the idea of having some sort of home field, home ice, home court advantage from the fans. You know, that energy late in the game when you need your fans to get behind you that you're down is just it's just not there. And so I hope it f- still feels like playoff basketball playoff hockey without fans it's going to be really strange and it'll you know i don't like the idea of it but i don't i think i don't like the idea more of of the pumping crowd noise i don't know and i don't know really how you can do that they're talking about doing it just on the tv network so it's not pumped into the arenas or stadiums themselves um i did hear i guess they tried it in it was either the kbo it must have been the kbo they're the only damn play people playing damn baseball um and then the Bundesliga as well, where they pumped it in. And it was just like, for baseball, it makes sense. Because again, you're not getting really, you know, what are you getting ramped up for a home run? Okay, fantastic. Go back down. You know? So it was just like a light, almost like just the pumped in like bird noise at the Masters. Just, just little chirps, just a little bit of, you know, just a uh, a humming of the crowd, if you will, for baseball. Because you could fall asleep during a baseball game with no with with nothing else going on. I mean, it's just like, and the pitch. That one's foul. <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> no way. <laughs> but, but for these other sports, um, it'll be cool. I think, and hope I hope that we'll be able to hear some of the things that we don't normally get to hear uh, on the ice, on the court, interactions between players, coaches, and that type of thing. There, there may have to be a little bit longer of a day, the delay than usual, but I'll take that. But even to your point with baseball, like the proudest Pittsburgh baseball moment that I remember is the Cueto moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen. The Pirates probably, who knows? The Pirates might lose that game if that moment sure. doesn't happen. For you sure. Know, if everyone doesn't start going doing the Cueto chant and he drops the ball and then the home run. And that's literally the biggest Pittsburgh baseball moment. <laughs> and that doesn't happen in this situation. You know? Right. That changes things because you're not under pressure. You know what I mean? You've seen games and you've seen regular season games and playoff games swing on a goalie just being completely psyched out. You know, that's the reason why it's one of the greatest things about hockey is how you can go not scoring on an entire game for like 45, 55 minutes. And all of a sudden, like a goalie shits his pants after letting one go and then he lets three go and it's over. You know what I mean? It's that just stuff can happen like that so fast, you know, and you're and that's because of the crowd, you know, and you don't you don't get that. So I'm excited about it. I don't like like when I'm talking negative about it, like I'm excited about sports coming back, but I just wonder how we're all going to feel when it's actually here. Are we all like three games into this or like, man, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be weird to like, I've thought about that. Like if you have a, if you have a, a, a team in the race, like, are you, are you going to have the same level of emotional attachment to it when, you've gone through two to three months of there be the sport just stopping and then it comes back and then there's no atmosphere at the games. Like how will that feel? I mean, I guess we'll find out. It's hard for me to believe that you could be as emotionally invested in it as you normally would. Yeah. What, what about like between whistles in ba- specifically in basketball and in hockey where you've got music uh, a lot of hot, you know, there's, you know, they still have organs in a lot of these arenas and things like that, where even just that noise of trying to get the fans going, what's happening there? Is that still just all going to be awkward dead air? Or are you going to still, I mean, give us some music or something. I mean, at least in the NBA, they can play music during the play. Like, is that, are they going to do that for just neutral both teams? Cause you take that out of it too. That's a, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of empty air out there. Organ players are know. essential. I don't know if you you saw that, but they're, they're actually essential employees. So I hope so. Yeah. Yes, organ players are essential. That's great. But yeah, I dude, I don't know, man. I think um, what's going to be weird is there was a UFC match. I only saw the highlights. I don't watch UFC, so like I don't. Maybe you can help me with this, Dan. But there was a fight, and the dude in his post game said that he heard the announcer say. That he was kicking, that he was like going at my right leg or something. He's like, if he's got to get off that leg. And then he said he heard him and then he was fine after that. <laughs> so he heard the announcer. So it was basically like he was being coached by the announcer. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel uh, Daniel Cormier, one of the greatest fighters in the history of UFC is, uh, you know, he's got a second career in the media and he's doing it as as he's, and he's still an active fighter, uh, but he's really good at it. And so they had him, you know, they're ringside. They're yeah. right there. And he, yeah, you're right. That fighter fully admitted that he heard uh, Cormier telling him what was going on, and it was he adjusted to it. And he fully admitted he adjusted because he heard he heard what he was what he said in the middle of that fight, and he won the fight. That's just so crazy and wild to hear. Um, yeah, that's that's something that you take you pull everything back, and you only have those natural elements. I mean, who knows what you're going to hear and what's going to happen. Yeah, that's where I don't see how no crowd, like, how they're going to let those, like, the no crowd noise and you're going to hear what the coaches say. How's that going to work? I I don't know. It's 
it, it, it's going to be weird. I'm excited to see how it goes, yeah. but then I feel like I'm going to absolutely hate it. Um, do, but, do you guys think yeah. there will be, because I, 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 I know myself and a lot of people are looking to football season to wonder what that's going to look like in terms of fans attending games. Um, I've read a lot about how there are contingency plans in place for some NFL teams or some college teams to have maybe reduced capacity, but people can still go because um, it's, you know, outdoors. And, and if people wear masks, it, it, it would be a, a decent, um, you know, decently okay for people to be in. Uh, do you think there will be fans at football games this fall? I don't think there's going to be, there's not going to be college football, Chris. You know this, right? Have you talked to yourself down off this? I I promise you there's going to be college football. In the fall. Oh, I don't know about fall, but I okay, promise see, you there's going to be college football. I'm talking football. about in the fall. I'm talking about in the fall, there's not going to be college football. Yeah, I not. mean, it, you, you could be right. It's, um, college is the interest is, you know, between college and the NFL, I feel like the NFL, it really just can do whatever it wants. Um, well, they're getting they're, paid. They can do whatever they want to do. Yeah. College is different. Yeah. yeah the, the dynamics of college is much different because the players obviously don't earn money and um, you know, you can't, you can't force them to play games in empty stadiums really, because then you're kind of treating them like employees to just get the TV money for, so that you can have games. It's weird. Um, but the, the overall thing for me with college is that like, if there wasn't college football at some point this year, um, athletic departments across the country would just shudder. I mean, we would, we would be left with, with maybe a handful or two athletic departments that actually continued to exist after that. So they're gonna, they're gonna find a way to get college football in, um, it seems like there's a lot of movement recently for it to be for fall, but yeah, Didi, I mean, it's, I, I think it's still, it's looking better for fall, but it's still anybody's guess at this point. And that's the thing with colleges, you know, there's, there's all these, these major conferences uh, and there's no like commissioner of college football like there is yeah. for the NFL. So like, they're not even on the same page. Certain conferences, like the SEC is like, we're playing football. It's fine down here. We're going, the PAC 12 is screwed. So it's like they, they're fully admitting some of these conference commissioners like we're playing football with or without the other conferences. They've already figured out all these, you know, different proposals, kind of like you were saying, Chris, where they're going to play, you know, they're going to change their schedule. They're going to play teams regionally and locally where they don't have to travel very far, where they, you know, only has to travel on a bus, uh, non-conference, in-conference, whatever it might be, 10-game schedule, eight-game schedule. So I think, yeah, you're right. They're really pushing for that to, to happen because like you said, there's already been a number of what they call Olympic sports, which is an unfortunate title for it. Uh, not basketball, not football, you know, the big money-making sports, those sports are already getting cut in these athletic departments because like you said, most of them rely solely on their football season and a lot of it's gate revenue, unfortunately. So it's going to be weird to see, you know, I think they are eager and the NFL to get people in the stadiums, um, the Steelers had, you know, came out and said that they only sold 50% of their tickets. They're holding 50 for 50% back in the event that that's what they can have the capacity of the stadium to. And I know this kind of goes into our, our next topic here about like, you know, partial attendance and how that works with spacing out between people. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's weird. It's nowhere going to be near the same 
environment. Um, but I guess I'd rather have that than an empty stadium. Um, that at least some level of noise, uh, you know, I don't know if I'd be one of the ones that would want to go. I think it would kind of depend on what it is in the circumstances and how I feel and where we are as a country, I guess. But, you know, trying to get, trying to space all these people out within six feet of each other. I mean, we're, we're talking about a couple thousand, um, depending on the stadium, right. And depending on the state, I know some stadiums already have plans in place of how many people they're going to let in. Um, if it gets to that, if it gets to that point, but then again, do you have like some stadiums allow more than others? And then there's more of a home field advantage, you know, it's all gonna, it's all gonna be kind of a mess, I think, but you know, I'm, I think there is going to be some form of football and there's going to be at least limited capacity where they can. Oh, I thought you were going to say something, Chris. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stay here and be the optimistic one about fall. Um, I do try to like step back and look at things. And a month ago we were talking about if there would even be a college football season and fast forward a month. And now we're talking about, well, we want to have the season. We're looking to still have the season in the fall term and how many people can we safely put in the stadium. So I feel like, Another month, another two months, another three months. Hopefully, we'll be in a place uh, where it's a lot safer and people feel comfortable and, and can go back to the games. Because um, uh, I would love to be one of those people. Dude, I'm with you. But that's money talking, though. That's why it freaks me. It scares me. Because you've even heard coaches who shouldn't be talking, you know? Like, certain coaches have said some things like, okay, you all, know. All coaches should not talk about public mm-hmm. policy issues. For like, sure. You should not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like there's nothing that any coach should be talking about when it comes to like health or any of that or just nothing. Cause, because yeah, right. uh, I think it was one of the coaches, some coach in the school in Texas, I think, or Oklahoma, one of the two said that these, the community does so much for these kids. Now it's time for the kids to do something for the community. Like, and I'm like, uh, that's, that's not a good, that's yeah. not a good look, my friend. Yeah. Cause it's that. all about money. Cause I get it. Like, trust me. Like, I, you know, I went to WVU. Like, I get it. I know what's going to, what Morgantown's going to look like in the financial benefit. Like, you know, what, how that's going to destroy a city. The city runs on what happens with WVU, basketball games, football games, all of that. Cause like, we're not even talking about college basketball. We're talking about college football not happening. Yeah. That's, that's you something know? that nobody's talking about. You're right. But that for certain towns and schools, that's huge. Yeah, it's like that's where all the revenue comes from a lot of these cities. So I get I get why all of a sudden the talk started ramping up. But then the the president at Michigan was like, if students aren't on campus, there will be no athletics because they're student athletes. And I'm like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the problem. You can't say, all right, if you, all right, every class is online, but you guys, you guys have to come here. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I hope ev- I would love for everything to be normal again. I just don't know. But the thought of uh, like social distancing at football games kind of makes me excited because there's nothing I like. There's nothing I hate more than just really drunk people. And there are really drunk people at football games, very drunk people at football games. And if you're not my friend, I really don't want you near me. Because every other sport doesn't really have this issue because there's always one or two. But like you got to go to a baseball game. It's like seven at night. You're coming from work. It's Wednesday. You know, hockey, basketball, same thing. But football, 
all Saturday morning. You can leave all day to get all in there. Sunday yeah. morning. And get, uh, uh, unfortunate to be around. Yeah. And there, <laughs> and you don't get to choose, you choose your friends, but you don't choose where you're to, you don't really get to choose who sits next to you at a game. And I'm not going to lie. I would enjoy having this six feet. I feel like six feet would stop a lot of fights at games too. So <laughs> this, people might enjoy some of the things that happen with socially distanced football games. Like it might be all right. That's true. Like, Do yeah, we need a hundred thousand people here? You know, maybe we just need 60. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That'll be an interesting uh, dynamic to be a, a part of. And yeah, especially in football, like you said, it's it's you, you get people all day to get uh, ramped up before you get in there and get. But I mean, you know, Chris, you and I air hi- high five at college football games all the time. It's going to be all that right there. Doing it a for lot decades, of, baby. You know, yeah. <laughs> air high five and doing some, you know, that's what I can't wait to see is for these big networks to, you know, find elbows. that one elbow two people yeah yes, in the seriously. crowd they're like let's get ready to go to them and they're just elbow touching and high five and we're gonna get you know months and months of that awkwardness i can't wait what a bizarre time man it is a very very bizarre time when it comes to sports well i mean we'll just be doing this again in a and i don't know in a month a couple months and then we'll be talking and we'll actually see something i just want to see it now you know I also want my employer to call me and tell me that they want me to co report in the quarantine bubble at Disney World because I would love to just live there for three months. <laughs> like, just, I'll just live there. I'll just live there and report every single day and just do that because that part also sounds fascinating to me too. Because I just wonder how they're going to pull that off with all these multimillionaires and you're going to tell them they can't go anywhere, you know? And at Disney World, you can do that. Other cities like Vegas, people can come into Vegas. But Disney World, it's its own universe. So, like, you just, they'll just, you know, block off the gate. No one can go in. So, I don't know how you're going to do that with people. But, you know, we'll see. It's all going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, it's good. Yeah. Now that we have kind of have these preliminary plans and it's been a lot of talk up until this point. But, yeah, within three, four weeks, there might be some more action. So, it's going to be really, uh, really interesting to see it all play out. We're going to have uh, plenty to talk about. I think yes. every single week, <laughs> every yes. single week here, recapping the weird world of sports. <laughs> well, Chris, before we get out of here, dude, you had a uh, really cool interview on your Chris Gates fitness. So we talked about at the beginning. So uh, tell people where they can find that. Tell people what you got coming up and all that good stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, I had uh, a good friend of mine on the podcast. His name's Andy Dinah, and uh, he has gone through just one hell of a body transformation, and he he deserved to get some attention for what he's done. He's lost over thirty pounds. So we did a uh, a, a pretty informative chat about what he did to get there, and he gave some really good advice at the end of it as to what other people could. Um, take away from, from what he did and maybe apply to themselves if that's what they want to do. So it's just the Chris Gates fitness podcast, everything, you know, from my businesses, if you, if you search Chris Gates fitness on any platform, you'll find me there. And, uh, that's the the latest episode of the podcast. So uh, I hope, hope people will check it out. Sweet. Well, that was really cool. I thought that was awesome. Especially knowing Dinah, that looked, that was really cool. And, uh, you couldn't help him grow any hair. So that's a shame. <laughs> That's a shame because he just he looks older. There's only so he much looks, I can do. Yeah, he looks he looks in better shape. Dude looks looks, he looks great, amazing. but 
he's just he looks balder so i guess that's what happens too. So, <laughs> shouts to so, but uh, but but shouts to dinah so next week on the brunch breakdown guys we had a, some music stuff we want to talk about but i guess next yeah. week we just do a music blowout like we just talk all the music we possibly can next week old music with chris new music new music that hasn't even come out with with dan um just it, it, by with names that we that don't even exist exactly so yeah yeah and what yeah and what the real re, weird world of concerts are going to look yes. like as well we went into it a lot here with sports but concerts are going to have some uh a, another similar uh type of discussion in that world and that's that hits home to me deeply so i've got plenty of thoughts on that as well as oh yeah i'm very interested to hear what chris is listening to i always am that excites me there's like this undertone of judgment every time dan talks about the, the music <laughs> that i listen to it was so mean like it was so mean i know <laughs> it's unnecessary no i just need to know like what what decade you're in what year you're in because i you know you dip your toe into the current day pool every once in a while you hear something on the radio that you're like yeah i know this song i like this song and i just you know Want to know where those wavelengths are matching up I nowadays? Think, I think this all happened because I started getting into country music, and Dan Dan didn't like that, and so now he's just he's just double barrel coming at me Ooh. about. And you're damn right, that's why. Oh, <laughs> oh! Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert for the next episode. Breland, uh, check out his EP. It's amazing. It's got a song called Hot Sauce. Breland, check it out. Since you mentioned country music, I had to throw that out there. So, Breland, that's my guy. Check out the song Hot Sauce and then the song called I Woods. That song's great. So, check those out. We'll do that. And uh, that has been the Brunch Breakdown. Fellas, this was fun. Yeah. Yes. I'm happy we shortened the menu. This was good. This, this is, is good. This is a this good is, choice. This is the way to do it. We've got we've got plenty Seriously. that we can uh, you know fill up the short episodes every week now. So hopefully people are enjoying this as well. Uh, spread the word. Let people know we are back uh, at Brunch Breakdown on Twitter. Um, you know you can find us on all the podcasting platforms. We're still on iTunes. Miraculously, we're still there. SoundCloud, Google Play, what's that? Stitcher, everything else that's out there. If there's one that we're not. Uh, that's your podcast and go to let us know, hit us up on uh, Twitter and we'll do what we can to get up there. Hey, and yeah, and you, you need to help share our episodes because we're trendsetters. We spot trends. Last week, we spoke a documentary into existence. Tom Brady, you're welcome. Now you have a nine part documentary. Thanks to the brunch breakdown. Um, just wanted to point that out. And then, you know, Didi even went as far as to put it out there in public this week and just like, let people know buffets they're 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 on a downswing for right now but the brunch breakdown has you in like 2027 we're we're on the beginning of the trend now help us build the empire help us get there okay it'd be much much appreciated i love Kristen, it i'm so glad you brought that up yeah if you didn't hear go back and listen to episode what would be episode 1 we back where we basically call out the 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 terrible idea that Tom Brady will be the next one to get one of these documentaries after we were talking about the last dance and how we think it'll be the worst one yet. And then what guys within 48 hours, not even if that, I don't even, even know if it was 40. I swear it was that morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. unbelievable. So all the proof is there in that episode. So yeah. Um, Someone you check should- on Drew Bledsoe. Somebody check on him because he has to <laughs> down. Yeah. Share, <laughs> and share more with us. Chris, you have some, you know, 
a Cheerios ranking that you you know you want to go through. I, I love it. I love it also. Anything you want us to talk about, let us know. Uh, spread and share the wealth and let people know the greatest cross-country, the nation's only cross-country pop culture brunch podcast right here at the Brunch, brunch Breakdown. <laughs> Later, boys. <laughs> Bye.